Rodgers pumps, looking for the end zone. Touchdown, Mississippi into the road in betweens sponsored by the friends of mission scape we are teaming up with johnny's world with our dear friend john clark packer and his celebration of life he has cystic fibrosis and he created a podcast to highlight inspirational people and stories and we are teaming up together to be with our friend will rogers who has been a, a just a huge influence in our state of mississippi and we have been friends for a very long time and and it's great to be with you will thanks for coming on today yes sir thank you all for having me appreciate it we were uh we lived next door to each other when you were in elementary school and little guy and uh just got to watch you grow up and then you went to brandon and and uh set all those records over there with your dad as offensive coordinator and we're just a big fan. And then you go to go to state, and uh, what a what a blessing that was. And mm-hmm. uh, we're ready to talk about your story. And our highlight really is how God lives in the transitions of life, kind of the road in between is the name of our. And that's exactly where, you know, what do you do when when you when it's not all mapped out yet? And uh, your story is certainly one of those as we look at how God's connecting the dots and, and uh, the journey that you've been on. So thank you again. Um, John Clark, you went to Mississippi State. You live now in Starkville, and you've been to every game that Will has uh, played in. So uh, kind of start us off with some questions for Will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been a, been a State fan since I was 11 years old. So um, through <laughs> Bulldog through and through, even though I know you're a rebel, Tom. So we always have a little sparring match between us, but uh, yeah, but I'll tell you one thing though, and you'll agree with this that Coach Leach and Lane Kiffin, that when they both got here, it kind of smoothed the toxicity out of the rivalry with mm-hmm. uh, as it was with, with Mullen and Free. So we all kind of got along a little bit better with all that, but uh, but Will, I mean, everyone knows who, who you are in Mississippi, and the record you set will just will never be forgotten. It's your time at Mississippi State. You're, you're, you'll go down as a legend, but I have to start it from the from the beginning. I want to know this personally. I know everybody else does too. Coach Leach, when did, when did you first meet Coach Leach and and tell us any good stories? I was uh, Tom wanted me to ask about that. He heard the, an Arkansas story that your dad told him that there's a good Leach Arkansas story. I don't know what that is, but just just tell us about Coach Leach. Uh, yeah, I mean my my relationship with Leach probably goes back. I mean, way back to even when I was in high school, you know, when he recruited me to Washington State. Uh, but, you know, the first time I had heard about Coach Leach, I was actually in first grade. And I can I actually remember it very, very vividly. 
Uh, I was in first grade and coming home from my dad's coaching high school football. So coming home from practice with my dad and my dad's always excited about Texas Tech's playing Texas. And I really didn't know what was going on at the time, but I remember sitting down and watching the game and watching how electric Coach Leach's offense was. And that was actually the game that Michael Crabtree caught the ball to beat Texas. So uh, it's kind of a, kind of a crazy deal. Uh, but, you know, once Coach Leach started recruiting me out of high school and it's honestly a thanks to Gardner Minshew that, you know, uh, a school from Washington is recruiting a kid from Mississippi. So without Gardner, I probably would not have even, you know, had the chance to be recruited by Coach Leach to Washington State. Uh, so, uh, you know, go through the recruiting process, things like that. And I actually uh, decided to stay in state. You know, that's something that was really personal for me is I really wanted to stay close to home and, uh, preferably in-state and play for either State or Ole Miss coming out of high school. Uh, and I got a chance to do that with Coach Moorhead, who was at uh, Mississippi State at the time, and, uh, you know, not knowing what was to come with Coach Leach or anything like that. But, uh, you know, Tom, Tom was talking about the road in between and talking about my faith and things like that. And, you know, I can remember just talking to God one night, you know, not really knowing what, what I wanted to do uh, coming out of high school and, you know, just praying, you know, I, I know this is – the right place for me at Washington State. But at the same time, you know, my heart is here in Mississippi and I want to be uh, in Mississippi and play for one of the two schools in, in the state. So um, it, it was definitely a God thing for sure. Uh, I, di I didn't see it come to fruition for about, you know, four or five months after. And, you know, I guess the rest is kind of history for the next three and a half years with Coach. Well, do you have a good, uh, a funny? I know everybody wants to hear about the Leach funny stories. You have a good funny story about yeah. Leach. You want to, you want to talk about? I'm sure you got many. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a lot, you know. And I was actually, I mean, everywhere I go, people are like, "Well, what's your best Leach story?" Right. And I have to like start thinking, and you know, I think it'd be cool. Uh, I think it'd be cool, like one day, if like all like the quarterbacks from over the years like sat down, just sat down at a round table and. Uh, I don't know, played cards and talked about leech stories for a couple hours or so. I mean, you you could you could make a 30 <laughs> for 30 on that for sure. Uh, but it was just like his everyday routine and what he did. Uh, I mean, showing up, I mean, if a meeting started at 3 o'clock, he was going to roll in there at 3.45 with a cup of coffee <laughs> and, and, you know, a bag of bag, – a sandwich in a bag and a banana. You know, that was – that was Leach, you know, so he did, he did things his way and nobody really told him otherwise. And, uh, he really didn't care what everybody thought about him, but, uh, what's my best one? Oh, I mean, the, the, the Trump story is pretty good. I mean, we're, we're sitting in the middle of practice and, uh, like during special teams, coach Leach is kind of off to the side. I mean, he, he obviously doesn't do special teams. So, uh, I know like right when he got there, he would have his headphones in, during practice while special teams was going on and he would be listening to like Rosetta Stone, like trying to learn Spanish in the middle of, in the middle of practice. Like this is our head coach, you know? Uh, and so he's over there standing off to the side one day and uh, we're waiting on him to start practice. Cause you don't start without him. Cause he's the, he's the head coach and he calls the plays. So the offense is waiting on him and, he finally got over there about five or ten minutes while we're literally standing there on the field waiting for him. And uh, it turns out he was on the phone with Donald Trump for a little bit there in practice. So that's, that's wow. probably one of the probably one of the better ones that I have. 
just talking to Trump in the middle of practice. No big deal. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, I I, I think I've seen you in a in a, a other podcast or I've seen an interview. Or, uh, but I want to ask you this again. So, was it true leaks through every play he called was a pass play, and then you had to you, you did the running plays, or or how'd that work? Yeah, probably about 90 percent of them. Uh, There's probably I don't know, maybe one one or two a game that he would call actually call, and you know we were running it fifteen to twenty five times a game. Um, so all those are a credit to me, and you know it's kind of the it's kind of the weird, weird, you know, if it works, it's a, it's a good call by me. If it doesn't, I'm probably going to hear about it on the sidelines. So that's probably what dad was talking about. The famous Arkansas story is there's a third, there's like a third and goal and I called a run play and it did not work. And he did not like that. Uh, <laughs> and then we're coming out of halftime and he, it's a fourth and one and he just points at me and I'm just like, what does that even mean? Uh, and I called a run play and it worked. So thank God if, if that didn't, if that run play didn't get a first down, I was probably going to be pulled and not, not been in the game anymore. He, he would have been really mad. Uh, but yeah, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't call the run plays a lot, but you know, that's the beauty of his offense. He let, he let his guys play and he let his guys have a lot of freedom and, um, you know, it got to a point where if we were in a great rhythm, we were almost out there just playing backyard football and just having fun with it, which is which is what's good for, you know, college kids and uh, good for football players. Just go out there and have fun with it and, you know, don't think about a whole lot. Just just go have fun and go play ball. I love how you threw the ball, though. I mean, it was very catchable. Your precision was unreal, Will. Well, I thank mean, especially you. on the sidelines, man, just where only he could get it. Yeah, we're we're still working on that, Tom. So don't uh don't jinx me or anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a new you got new players. You know, you got yes, you sir. Got, you got to build the chemistry back. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we were thinking you've been through what six coaches in four years. Yeah, so I guess you could count Coach Moorhead, um, Coach Leach, Coach Arnett, Coach DeBoer now. And then uh, Coach Fish. So I guess that's five, I think. Five. five. And, then got, yeah. and, then, and then he had Greg Knox as the interim. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's right, Coach Knox. I can't leave my guy, Coach Knox, out. That's my guy. I and think that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. he, uh, he did a great job. But, yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot. So, well, You know, well, when we'll, we were first we'll, together, you, you, uh, you were 18 years old. And you mm, came wow. to the church and you shared – February 16th, 2020, you were just getting ready to start at State. Right. And you'd gone up early. And now looking back at you, you know, just just the way you have handled yourself through all of that. John Clark has been amazing. I remember that. I was at, I was there that day. We went and ate at Northwood yep. afterwards. You remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> As the time uh, flies, man. Time flies. It sure does. Well, we're gonna transition. I, Tom's gonna take the lead here in a second, but I'm gonna I want to talk about this. It's gonna lead into Tom's part is about choosing Washington. We're, I want to know, like, and let everybody know what made you choose Washington. But then I want to hit on the aspect of, you know, you're talking about how you almost started your career in Washington State, 
and then Coach Leach comes to Mississippi State, and then you're going to end your college career in the state of Washington, but at the other school and not Washington, yeah. University of Washington. So kind of just yeah. a whole full circle moment right there. We kind of want to talk about that and, and lead into it, but what made you choose Washington? Yeah, no, it's definitely a full circle moment, you know, and I've thought about that, you know. I mean, four or five years ago, I was, you know, this close to being out here in general, and now – you know, if you would have told me I was going to be playing football at the University of Washington, you know, two or three years ago, I always told you you're crazy and, you know, not knowing what's to come, obviously. Uh, but, you know, the Lord the Lord has a special way of working and uh, making his plan the perfect plan. And, um, you know, it's something that I've really had to learn and not necessarily learn the hard way, but just learn through things that I've been through, uh, you know, because, you know, like I said, two years ago, you know, you're – you're a four-year starter or a three-year starter at the time. You're coming off a win against Ole Miss and in the Egg Bowl, and you think life life is great, and you're just going to cruise on through your your senior year, break a record, and um, you know go to the NFL. And you know that that's that's what I had in mind. That's what I planned. And um, you know, obviously, obviously, we're in a, we're in a different spot. But you know, I've like I said, I've learned not to question question the Lord uh, by any means necessary. So uh, I I know that. I went through last year uh, what I had to go through, you know, getting injured and things like that. I know that's going to only make me a better person, a better player now. So, um, you know, like I said, everything that I've been through, I've learned not to question uh, the Lord and what he has for me. But in terms of Washington, uh, you know, once I got in the portal, I was hearing from some schools, you know, around 10 to 15 schools were calling me. And, you know, I, I told everybody I wanted to get down to, you know, two or three uh, because you know my situation was different. You know I'm not a I'm not a high school kid. I'm not taking pen visits or going on all these junior days and things like that. You know I had to make my decision. You know in two to four weeks. Um, so I kind of had it down to you know Washington or Miami, uh, and I was really really leaning towards Washington in general just because of you know, what they did on offense, how successful they were. Obviously, Mike Penix had been through some things at Indiana. He came over here, lit it up for two years, and he's going to get drafted in the first round probably. Um, and then I obviously have a relationship with Dylan Johnson, who played with me at Mississippi State. Um, and he was telling me just great things about the program and the coaches and things like that. And that's ultimately why I decided to come to Washington. Obviously, they had reached out when I entered the portal and things like that. but that's ultimately why I decided to come to Washington. Uh, and then once I get here, boom, you know, you think, you think you've, you think life's been tough since, you know, December of 2022 or whatever it was when coach died, passed away. You think life's been tough for the past 13 months. You think you're getting away from it by coming out here and starting over. And then two weeks after I get here, it's another curveball thrown at me. Uh, so it's kind of just like, wow, like, you know, I mean, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, what am I doing wrong in life? What am I, uh, you know, just starting to question myself, question, uh, question other things. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's going to make me a better person. I think it's going to make me a better player. And I think it's going to draw me closer to the Lord, uh, in the end as well. Um, a lot of people haven't been through what I've been through, um, with the passing of coach Leach, not only coach Leach, but. I lost a coach before that, the year before, that had just gone to USC that had been with me my first two years at Mississippi State, Coach 
Coach Dave Nickel. He passed away from from cancer. So um, losing two coaches, losing a teammate during that deal. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people haven't been through what I've been through. And um, like I said, I think it's just going to make me a better person and a better player uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, that road in between is all about uh, handling fear, fear of failure, uh, loss, leaving things. Abraham and Sarah, God told right. them to get up and go. You know, they had to lead their people, lead their country and go. And they had the courage to do that. And look what happened. He became the father of all three great religions. Right. And, uh, and I think I think that's. I think that's what can be challenging for us is sometimes is, you know, if, I mean, I think if as Christians, you know, if Jesus Christ was standing right there in the door and told you to pack up all your stuff and go, we would go. Yeah. Uh, but it's just finding out, you know, how is the Lord talking to me? What is the Lord trying to say to me in this moment uh, that that can be challenging sometimes, you know, and, and that's one thing that I struggle with, honestly, is it's one of my biggest fears as, as well is not doing what God wants, you know, and I'm, I, I personally have never heard the Lord talk to me. Um, you know, I've never heard God speak to me. You know, some people can say they've heard God say things to them. I personally have never had that happen to me uh, when talking to the Lord. But, you know, there's other ways that he will talk to me. Um, so it's all about just having your faith in him and having your trust in him and uh, just, just knowing that his plan is better than anything I can ever imagine. When you finished up at State, I was thinking, I like the quote. You said, you know, I need to go to a program that fits fits who I am. Mm-hmm. You know? And when you came to the church four years ago, you were just starting out. And you were, you, I thought you knew who you were, but you really know your gifts. You know, you are a pastor. You right. know you in three seconds it's out two seconds it's out and you needed a program that fit that and then when DeBoer leaves and then fish comes in and mm-hmm. then y'all beat y'all beat arizona right and twice when he was twice, twice. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I see fish every i mean if they if i hear any talk or anything like that from any of the arizona guys i just you know i got i got you two to nothing right now big guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's well, funny that's great well you know it's 2539 miles between brandon mississippi and seattle washington mm-hmm. you know it well it's 35 hours and 30 minutes drove it yeah that's a, that's a hike <laughs> and uh that that whole journey and you went out there knowing dylan johnson right you knew him and he is gone now so and he's gone yeah so you, you are like, okay, Lord. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, handling loneliness, you know, a lot of our listeners and viewers, this road in between is a real deal. You know, this is mm-hmm. really deep where, okay, who am I? Where did I come from? Why am I here? Where am I going? Those four basic life questions. Right. But you are just, you know, you're you're living that mm-hmm. um, and trying to answer those the hirings and the firings and the COVID. We didn't even talk about COVID. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's been a journey for sure. And I'm not saying I'm, you know, like like you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure things out every single day, you know, about myself, about my faith, and, you know, in my walk with the Lord every single day. So 
I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that I've been perfect or always done the right thing or, you know, I've always, you know, said the right thing or, um, you know, but it's a journey, you know, and I try, I, all I, all I try and do is just be a better person, be a better man than I was the day before. So, uh, some days I accomplish that and, you know, some days I don't, you know, uh, I'm not a perfect person by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, there's one thing that I, that I am confident in and that's my faith. And, you know, that's putting my trust in my Lord and savior. So. Don't you love Jeremiah 29, 11? Yeah, Man, no doubt. You're living it. Yeah. I know the plans I have for you. Good God. Cause I don't know those. <laughs> I need to know exactly. those. Exactly. Exactly. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Yes, sir. You've walked that. You have, even through the midst of your, you know, we live between suffering and hope. Mm -hmm. And you certainly have lived that. And uh, that's exactly where God, God meets us. Right. You know, when, when you spoke at, at uh, Coach Leach's funeral, I was very impressed with what you said and, and the way you handled yourself. I know that was probably very difficult. Yes, sir. But you did you did it so well, and it, uh, you kept living, you know. And that's John Clark's big mantra: is just keep living. Right. When you go through adversity, which mm -hmm. is the theme for all of our stories, it's the great three act play. You know, you, you you start out. The first act is character development. The second act is crisis or chaos, and then the third act is redemption. Mm -hmm. and you're kind of in that second act to now you're into that third act your last year college sports and and then i'd love to see, you know i'm looking forward to seeing where the lord leads you after that right and i'm looking forward to it whatever whatever it may be you know hopefully i can have a really good year and you know have a chance at the next level uh but you know i'm at a point in my life with you know, everything that I've been through, that if that isn't the case, you know, I'm I'm content with everything that I've done. You know, I, I can I can honestly say that, um, you know, I've left everything that I have at Mississippi State and I'm going to do the same thing at Washington. You know, I've, you can ask anybody that I've ever been around, any of my teammates, and they're going to tell you the same thing about me wherever I've been. And that's that I've showed up every day. I've given it my all and I've led the team as well as I could. So. Hopefully, uh, God willing, I'll have a chance at the next level and a, a big year at Washington. But, you know, if that's if that's not the case, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm extremely content on what I've done. And I know that the Lord has bigger plans for me. You stayed humble. You set all the records at state. You set the SEC record. You are humble pie, man. I'm so in a world of ego. Will Rogers. You are. You are. I appreciate you. Humble. I appreciate you. And that's what we love about you. You know what I came across? Washington. Okay. 49,025 students and you. Yep. And the slogan is let there be light. How about that? How about that? Let there be wow. light. And here you are bringing another candle into the program, a program that's been depleted and God is going to wrap new guys around you to protect you you got these wide receivers how are your wide receivers are they they're great they're great you know some some younger guys that have kind of waited their turn 
uh, you know, because they have, they're going to have three – their three starters last year are all going to get drafted high, you know, really, 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 really good players. Uh, but they have some younger guys that have been ready to play, but obviously they had some pretty good players in front of them. So we're looking forward to it. We're, we're starting spring ball April 1st, I think. So we're going to be a little later than everybody else because they played in the national championship, obviously. But uh, we're excited. We're, we're working hard right now. So, well, what was it like sitting uh, sitting at the game national national championship? I saw you get to throw some passes. Yeah, no, it was really cool. I was just tossing around with actually, actually tossing around with Dylan Johnson before the game, just out there messing around a little bit. But it was cool. It was, it was a really cool experience. Obviously, I wasn't a part of it a ton, you know, during the week. I wasn't around the team a lot, you know, which rightfully so. I wouldn't want anybody from the outside being involved if I was playing in the national championship game either. Uh, but it was really cool just to be there, uh, experience it. Um, you know, a lot more security, a lot more cameras, everything like that. But uh, I mean, once once the game kind of kicked off, it was you know just football at that point. So, well, I have to say what what Tom said a little while ago. You're talking about humble pie, Will Rogers. I have to say this: out of all you play quarterback, all right, quarterback is the most scrutinized position in all football. Critics come after you, right, left, right, left. Right, right. I couldn't take it, man. I would have fired back. Not one time <laughs> did I ever hear you say a negative word about anybody when they're criticizing, and and that's just shows the character that you are and what a great young man you are and, and we're we're so proud of you because i mean it takes that's it, just yeah. it takes strong will to, to not fire back at people when they're coming at you and, and you you've held on strong and you're just a you're a shining light like tom said so well appreciate yeah i mean i, I kind of understand that like you know especially fans you know fans can get wrapped up in you know, the game and, you know, obviously some people are probably betting on the game and things like that and getting upset and things like that. But, um, you know, you don't see anybody, any of my friends saying that about me, anybody that I know saying that about me. So right. those people don't know me. They've never, you know, had a conversation with me and um, you, they'll get over it. So you have, um, you have to turn off, you have to turn off social media sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And it's something that, you know, I've, I've done on and off a little bit through my career. I'm actually going to cut it all off at the start of camp this year just to, you know, I got one more one more crack at this thing, so I don't want there to be really any any distractions. And, um, you know, kind of like John Clark said, I really, I really – I mean, I respect what people have to say outside of, you know, the building and opinions and th things like that. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you want to keep the main thing the main thing and – you know, if you're worried about something else that somebody else is saying, I don't think you're really focused on what you're actually trying to do and get accomplished that week. Um, and, you know, people people talk about the, the physical grind in the season. But, you know, when you talk to somebody who's actually, you know, played a lot of football and, you know, guys in the NFL, the mental grind is really, really hard too. Uh, and that you see guys like the quarterback series, you see Kirk Cousin, you know, talking to – you know, psychologists and things like that week to week. And, you know, that's so surreal. Um, so, you know, like I said, I try and just get off social media this year and just keep the main thing the main thing. Um, Good. You got a big support system. Your family loves you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, that's the best thing in the world. So. And you now I have want a you to... ton of Washington fans in the state of Mississippi. Yes, you do. 
I hope so. And DK, we got to get DK and, and Will together. Yeah, we can do that. I'd love to get get y'all together. And we got a couple. Of, who, I'm thinking we got uh, myself. I guess DK's out here with the Seahawks. Uh, Charles Cross, my left tackle, my first two years plays left tackle for the Seahawks now too. So uh, he's the man. He actually uh, he actually hit me up on social media last week. So I have to yeah. find a time to get in touch. And then. Uh, He's not from Mississippi, but obviously another connection to the Seahawks is the guy, the coach that brought me in, Coach Ryan Grubb. He just took the Seahawks offensive coordinator job too. So, wow, yeah, there's 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 that movement of the spirit. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. (laughs) That's there's no random moments. It's all guidance. No coincidence, right? uh, Oh my gosh. Well, you uh, you've got a great season ahead and Washington let me ask you this when was the last time you had grits it's been a minute it's been a while I was grits and sweet tea I think I drink sweet tea three meals a day at home and I get out here and I can't find it anywhere I mean I'm going to every store and you know I go to a restaurant they're like yeah we have tea but it's iced tea and I'm like no do y'all have sweet tea they're like, no, we'll bring you tea and you can put sugar in it. I was like, I don't want that. I want sweet tea. <laughs> They're like, That's we right. don't have that. So I've, I've just been drinking some water everywhere I go. If I go out to eat or anything like that, I've just been having a glass of water instead. Oh, that's good. Well, NIL, are you you taken care of? You, they, they take yeah, care no, they're, they're doing a good job. And that's they, uh, they do a good job out here, you know, taking care of their guys and, you know, walk-ons, you know, scholarships, you know, starters, non-starters, it doesn't really matter. They do a really good job of, you know, taking care of the team and, uh, you know, making sure that everybody's, you know, got meals, you know, place to stay, things like that. So uh, it's a really, really big credit to Coach Fish and the staff. They do a really good job with that. Excellent. We're You need to be taken care of. You know, Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh, you know. And that's that's so true. He will provide. We're in the middle of Lent, which is purple. I got purple back here in this rose. I see here. it. But purple is the is the color, of of red and blue. Okay, mm-hmm. blue is divinity. Red is humanity. And you put them together, and you get purple. And when Christ was on the cross. He was both. He was both blue and red. And as he came together, he, he was bruised. And bruises mm-hmm. are purple. And right. you've been bruised. You know, you've been through a lot of bruising. Uh, you Great accolades, great accomplishments. Mm-hmm. But, but your story is deeper than that. It's also how, you know, you've been through so much, more than anybody I know. And yet, through that, you're revealing the divinity living within you. And then your humanity. Hey, I, I don't have it all figured out. Right. And I, I think that is your testimony, and that inspires yes, that inspires us. It's like John Clark, you know, he's living with cystic fibrosis. He's one of the oldest survivors, and he's showing his humanity. But God is just shining through him, and absolutely, it's uh, quite a quite a story, quite a story. Yep. Well, we love you, and we look forward to your season ahead. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hope uh, hope y'all can stay up late and watch some games out here on the West Coast. So I think John no Clark's going to come out to the – we're trying to come out maybe to the Michigan game. Yeah, we're going to try yeah, to come I out there. A lot of uh, – talk to some of my, my teammates at State, and a lot of those guys are trying to get out here for that game. I think it's their first bye week. Yeah, it's uh, a bye week. We so we might be on uh, – we might be on a blow-up match, which is on my floor here in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you're in a good spot. Don't be sleepless in Seattle. Rest yes, well. God's got you in the palm of his hand, and and uh, you know that. And it means a lot for you to come on and, and share a little bit of your story. And, you know, we're here for you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we love you, Will. So proud of you. Yeah, I love you guys. Hey, thank you all. Thank you all, man. It means a lot. All right. Thank you, Will. Take care. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.